Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Praise God. Let's go ahead and get into this, all right? Let's turn to uh, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 13. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 13 here. Uh, and, and to catch you up, uh, King uh, Jehoshaphat is the king of, of Israel, and uh, the surrounding nations are planning on uh, attacking him. They're wanting to go to war. And so he, he calls all the people together uh, to, to fast and pray. And so we pick up uh, at, at verse 13, and the word of God says, As all the men of, of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehazel. Jeha- Jeha- uh, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, and a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by the mighty army uh, that the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Praise God. We heard that earlier, right? Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the, the wilderness of Jerel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged, but go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Uh, a couple things with that pa- passage. Uh, they mentioned do not be afraid and discouraged before it even starts. And they mention it twice, right? So it's, it's got to be very important. Uh, and the, the next thing I want to mention is uh, the King Jehoshaphat called all the people together. A lot of times before we fight our, battle, our battles, we want to run and scatter. We want to run and hide. Sometimes whether it's, it's being ashamed, whether it's uh, fear, just wanting, uh, just don't, not want to talk to anybody, but that's the wrong thing to do. Find somebody, come together. We find somebody to pray and, and to talk with, and, and we can fight the battle together. Sometimes you never know. Someone has already been through and fought the battle that you fought and that can help you get through it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I do thank you on today, oh, Lord God. As I step into, God, what you have called me to do, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for just a, another opportunity, God, to, to speak to your people. Thank you, God, for, for using me, oh, Lord God. I pray, Father, that... I can speak, God, what you have for me to speak uh, on today, God. I, I pray that your people, uh, when they leave, God, they feel encouraged, God. Uh, they feel edified, oh, Lord, and you are glorified. Father, I do thank you. We honor you, and we give your name to praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we've, we've heard the, the saying, I'm a lover, not a fighter, right? We've heard that. But that wasn't my testimony. It's not my story. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to step out there and let y'all give you some background about your elder. Your elder was a fighter. God had to clean up. And I would throw the first punch. I, I, I couldn't get with that waiting stuff. Guys know what I'm talking about. You would stand around. You hit me. You know you hit me. Nah, as soon as they were said, I'm swinging. I'm going to get them two or three licks in. Whatever happened after that is going to happen. I, I ain't worried about it. If we're going to fight, we're going to get it on and, and we're going to get it in. That, <laughs> 
there was this one guy, I, I would hope I could run into him and, and apologize to him. There was a guy when I was in 10th grade, I was uh, on the JV team, and this was a mistake by the coach. He should never have done this. He told me that he put this guy on the team and didn't even see him play, just off hearsay. And he was in ninth grade at that. I was in 10th grade. And then had a, put him at a starting position. So me and him were just at, at odds all the time. And one day I told him, one day I told him, I said, listen, you do one thing to me, I'm going to get you. It was a calm, <laughs> rational voice, just, just plain and simple, and walked off. It was just, just, that, just that plain. Went about two weeks, everything was good, everything was cool. Then some guys on the varsity team end up fighting, and the coach made them do 100 laps around the football field. Yeah. The very next day, this guy starts up with <laughs> – at the beginning of practice, when you're shooting, we used to call it getting your change back. When you hit right. the ball and get the ball, right. this guy looks up, saw it was me to hit, and threw my ball off. I come across the court pointing. My fist already balled up. I'm coming across the court like this. Didn't I tell you I'm going to get you? The whole team grabbed me, and all I could hear in my ear was like, we're not running 100 laps from you. Cause my, my, close, my close friends just knew how I was. I didn't mind fighting. I didn't care who, who you were, where you were from, what your size was. But being, all, all the fighting that I, I did, I would much rather fight in the natural than in the spiritual. Yeah. Glory be to God. In the natural, you, you can get a butt whipping and go on. Okay. You, can, you can about lick your wounds. You can celebrate if you got the victory and, and, and move on. But in the spirit, it's a constant battle. We battle with our minds. We battle with our flesh all the time. Sometimes we're in two and three battles uh, at a time. Ephesians 6 tells us that for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, right? So there's a, there's a wrestling that goes on. And what I know about wrestling is not like boxing where you just knock the person out in one hit. With wrestling, sometimes you got a hold of it, and sometimes it's, it's got a hold of you. Right? When you're wrestling in your finances and you're trying to get out of debt, right? You pay that last credit card off, right? You feel like you're on top of everything. You, 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 you've got it. Something happens to your car and you got to get some car payments. It's a, it's a wrestle. It's a constant wrestle. If, if you're looking for a, a job, you get a couple phone calls, right? You get a couple interviews going, yeah, I got this, right? My breakthrough is, is coming. After a couple of weeks go by, you don't hear anything, right? Then it goes back uh, till it, it's got you. But I'm glad that this walk we're on, even though we're wrestling, it's a tag team match. I can raise my hand and tag my father and say, Lord, help me. Fight these battles for me, Lord. I'm about to cave in. I need your help. Glory be to God. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a cage match. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, for the, the battles that we, we fight, there is a, a blessing that, that comes after, right? There's a, there's a, there's a, a perfecting that happens uh, in the battle, right? Our faith is perfected. Our, our strength is, is perfected. And God's, God's word is, is true, right? I, I looked through the Bible, and um, I was trying to find uh, how many promises there were. And a lot of reports I, I found 3,000 was the, was the lowest. Some of them were up to eight. But there, there are 3,000 promises 
that God has made to his people. That because you are a child of, of his, because you are accepted him, you've given your life to Christ, that these promises are, are yours. It, it reminds me of a, a saying that uh, back home, there's a saying that says, uh, if I told you a duck could pull a truck, hook it up. Hook it up. Now, yeah. oh, okay, okay, so you speak Wilsonian then, good, yeah, 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 that's, that's from Wilson. Now what, let me explain what, what that saying means is that I'm telling you the truth, you can believe what I'm saying, right? You can fit it anywhere. You can say, I went fishing and I caught a, a 10-foot bass. No, I know you didn't. If I told you a duck could pull a truck, hook it up, right? And that's the way God's word is, right? Yeah, <laughs> she know, she know, yeah, she know, she know. And see, that's, that's the way God's word is. It's not that he's so holy that he won't lie. It's that he can't lie. If he would say that, what would happen? That duck would grow muscles. <laughs> Or either he would get a rope. Something would happen for that duck to pull that truck. That's just how strong his, his word is. And that's how his promises are to us. No matter what the, the battle looks like, no matter what we face, that his promises are true, that he's faithful over his word. I, this message came to me one day when I was, I was talking with God. And sometimes it's like that when I'm just in my car and, and I just had to just talk with my father. And I was looking around at my situation and, and other people's situation and I, I was trying to figure out why was it, why did it seem it was so hard to get the things that he's promised us? It seems like if he's promised them to us that we could get them more easier. But the things that we're looking for him that we have to fight those battles for, we have to fight and go in and get those things. And what his, his answer to me was, basically what he, what he said was that, aren't my things worth fighting for? And it made me think, and he showed, even in the natural, if, if you want a, a good marriage, you're going to have to fight yeah. to get one if you want yeah. one. That's right. If you want to raise your children in the ammunition of Christ, you're going to have to fight, That's especially right. in today's time. You're going, have, you're going to have to fight for those things. Why wouldn't it be any different in the, in the kingdom? Because even the things in the, in the natural, the things that aren't worth having, they really aren't worth fighting for. Yeah. Those, those no good girlfriend and boyfriends, you, you don't have to fight for them. You might have to fight to get away from them. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not going to you're not gonna have to fight for them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. So he took me over to, uh, over in uh, Exodus, over with the children of Israel coming from the promised, coming to find the promised land. Right? The, the questions that I, I had, and I, I went to the Bible and, and just searched and, and saw that even though he, was, he promised them to him, he brought them out of, out of Egypt and told them that it was a land filled with milk and honey for them, you would think that, okay, as soon as they get to the land, that they could just go in and walk in. But they, they still had to fight a battle uh, for that. Right? So let's kind of turn with me over to, to Numbers 13, 13 and 30. Numbers 13 and 30. All right. Just to catch you up on, on this, uh, Moses, he's, he sends out 12 spies. He takes the, uh, the leader from each of the, the 12 uh, tribes of Israel, and he sends them out to the land. And they come back, and they, they bring them a report. And the, the word of God says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go up at, it, at once to take the land, he said. 
he can certainly, we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread their, their bad report around the land among the, the Israelites. The land was, was traveled through and explored uh, with devour, with devour anyone uh, who goes up, who goes to live there. All the people we saw the here, saw there were huge. We even saw giants, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. And what's interesting to me is that they knew what they thought. So all that was was just fear. Yeah. That's all. They, they allow fear uh, to come in uh, and, and take over them. And we'll, we'll come back to that. But let's look at, at Caleb's words. Right? Caleb was, was from the tribe of, of Judah, which means praise. Right. Right? And the words he said were, we, we can conquer it. Those are, those are praise-filled words. Praise, right. praise aren't, well, I, I think that you're oh, Elohim. Praise is, I think that you're the master. No, pray, praise is, you, you are Alpha and Omega. Yeah. You are my Jehovah Jireh. It's, 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 it's assuring, right? It's, it's dead on. There's, there's no ambiguity uh, with that. And with the praise, what happens is our faith uh, is like the engine in the car, right? Because without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. So the, pray, the, the praise acts as a battery, right? When you first start up your car, you, the battery just sends a bulk to, to the starter to start the engine. Your praise should send a, a bulk yes. through you to ignite you, your faith during those times when you were in the battle. Yes. Right? And what happens, the same thing in the natural. When you start up your car and it doesn't crank, what's the first thing you do? You check the lights, yes. right? And try to figure out if the lights come on, the battery uh, is good or not. As Christians, sometimes we have to check the light in us. Oh. Sometimes we have to figure out what's, what's going on. Am I in my word enough? Am I, am I praying enough? Am, am I watching my ear gates and my eye gates? What's going on? Why am I thinking the things that I'm thinking? Why am I acting this way? Sometimes we, we had to do a 30-point inspection <laughs> just, to, just to figure out what's going on with ourselves. You know? And then the other, the other 10, I, at first, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even get on the other 10 because I, I looked it through, through their eyes for a second because I had been there. Right, they have seen uh, the 12 plagues come on Egypt, right? They've seen uh, Moses come up in the Red Sea uh, part, right? They had watched God do all these miraculous things, and now they were expected to fight. And then I saw myself in it because, because of their unbelief, they were forfeited the promise that God had for them. And in my own life, I knew there were times uh, when I, mumbered and complained and didn't do anything about my situation? What were the blessings that, that I forfeited for my stubbornness, for my unbelief? What were the things that I missed out on? So I, I had to just turn it off because I said, oh, my goodness, I, I, I have missed it. But it was in the past, so I moved on. But I, wasn't, I couldn't look at judgmental as those other ten because I was there as well. That, that, so I couldn't. I had, to, I had to go say, okay, well, praise God that he, he's got me on the right path to looking at things uh, a little differently. Right? So when I, I looked at the, the promised land, this was the first attempt when they, when they went in uh, and they were unsuccessful, as we know, right? The second attempt uh, was over in uh, Joshua 1. When you look at uh, Joshua 1, uh, I call it this the, the pep talk uh, that God gives Joshua. He lets them know that, okay, Moses is dead now. You're the leader. This is what I need uh, for you to do. 
right? There were a couple of things that he, that he mentioned to him. He told him that uh, he had to obey God's law, right, which is what, what we need to do because we move from uh, obedience to blessings, right? So all we have to do is just obey. A lot of times we, we tell our kids sometimes, okay, all you got to do is just listen. If you just do what I ask you to do, you don't have to be an overachiever. <laughs> if, you, if you're just obedient and do the, what thus says God, you'll be okay, right? The second thing is he says to constantly read and study uh, the book of instruction. Right, because we got to study it in order to obey. We can't obey something that we don't know what's in there. Right, but the thing that that stood out for me was that he mentions be strong and courageous five times in that chapter. There was three times that he mentions it uh, to Joshua. Then he says, "Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged," which is basically the same thing. And then Joshua relays it to the people. So you have five times that this is mentioned. So I just want to tell you today that God has bestowed upon you grace to go through your battles, to fight through your battles. He's given you what you need to make it through to the end. He's given you, he's given you that, and he's right, he's right there with you, right? So, so he tells Joshua to, to be strong and, and, and courageous, right? Why is it so important? Why is it so important that, it be, that you be strong and courageous before uh, you go into a battle? The opposite is fear and discouragement. And the devil knows that as soon as you take a step forward and fight the battle that God is with you, and he can't win. So he's got to bestow upon you fear and discouragement to get you to turn away. So he knows that if you don't fight, then that's the only way that he wins. And fear, fear is something that I developed a hatred for. And I'll tell you where that, that fear came, came from. As a child, I was claustrophobic, and I, I hated elevators. And so I would take the stairs and kind of make excuses for it. And one day, uh, I, was, I was needing a job. Pretty shortly after I got saved, I, was, uh, I got a phone call about a job uh, that was downtown Charlotte and was on the, the 16th floor. That's what I said, uh-oh. That's what I said, uh-oh. And even, even the recruiter knew. They asked me, what, what's wrong? What's going on? And so uh, I just said, well, nothing. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. So I get to the, the interview, to the place. I'm looking around. I'm at the elevator, and now I'm looking suspicious because the, <laughs> the, the, security, the security guard is asking me, and I'm kind of playing it off. And so I went up. Instead of taking the elevator, I walked up 16 flights of stairs. Went to the bathroom, wiped my face off, the sweat. <laughs> Went to the, the interview, knocked it out in the park, and took those same 16 stairs back down. And I got back to the bottom, and I said, God, and I said, God, you got to take this from me. Because fear will, will put a, a grip on you. It will put a hold on you to where you can't move forward into the things of God because you're bound up and, and called up in, in fear. And the difference between the two, fear and discouragement, is fear would, would keep you from not even making an attempt. But discouragement, you're in the battle. You see the blessing and the promise that God has for you, and then you forget and turn away from it and go back. And I know this because God had to, had to show me through this this week. I was under so, so much discouragement. So many things were happening. As a, as a teacher, they were uh, denying us things. Uh, we even had to protest. And 
I had even talked to Apostle one day, and I couldn't even express what I was going through. I couldn't even really explain it. It didn't hit me until the next day that in a lot of the areas was just basically discouragement because I was so down about things that were happening on the job and other areas that I began to just weep and just begin to cry at my desk. I was in, in the classroom with the kids. This was during a time when they were kind of on their own on their computers. And I began to just weep and just begin to cry because it was so much on me. Because I, I, I know and I understand how it feels just to give you all and to be overlooked, to be forgotten, to be treated less than, to not be given the same dignity as the next person. And so I just wept and I just cried and I just, I just broke down. And, and then when I understood and I saw that I was going to be talking about discouragement and fear, I saw, okay, well, God, that's why you took me through all those things so I could minister to someone. So I want to just want to tell somebody today that you can overcome it. You can break through it. And I'm going to tell you how to break through it. You just take a step forward. That's all you got to do is just keep trying one step. It's okay if you slow down because the race is not given to the swift anyway. Just slow down. Just take you a step. Just take you one step at a time and just move forward. As long as you don't turn back, you still will have the victory in, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just don't allow fear or discouragement to take root and win. Because it does come. It's just like a spirit. What I learned with the elevators was that I could just pray and that spirit would leave just as fast as it came. There are times when I, I can go in, a, in tongue and it'll go and I can. <laughs> it's not even a problem because that same spirit wants to come in and attack me every time I get into an elevator. But I, I claim victory and I claim peace over my life when I step foot in there. So the next one is, don't forget God is fighting for you and not with you when your battles. And when I say uh, on your behalf, not like an employee, but doing something for you. Because what happens is when you're, when you're working with somebody, there's a tendency uh, to want to control things. There's a tendency to want to dictate what happens, right? I'll give you an example. If I'm, if I'm moving my house moving furniture, and I asked Deacon Richard to come over and help me, right? And we're picking up a, a washer. And I say, all right, we're going to pick this washer up uh, when I count to three. If I pick that washer up on three, and he's thinking that it's after three, there's a miscommunication, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt. Something's going on, right? And I'm trying to figure out why he didn't go when I said go, right? AKA, we do the same thing with God. With God, why didn't you move when I said? Why didn't this come in, come through how I wanted it to work out? And we look at those same questions with, with God with that, but he's, he's, not, he's not working with you. He's working for you. But at the same token, if, if Deacon Richard says, okay, you know what? I got a dolly out on my truck. Uh, I'm going to go out and get the dolly. I'm not going to stand at the window and just watch him go. And just time, I'm going to go and do the things that I can do. I'm going to pack up boxes. I'm going to move the things, get the things on the truck. And he might, it might take him a while to get back. He might have trouble getting the dolly off the truck. He might run into a neighbor and start talking. But I'm not going to, going to worry about that. So when you're in the battle, take time out of the equation as well. Because it, it took the children of Israel 
over seven years just to get control of the land, just to get control of it. Not to take all of it, but just to get over 50%. It took over seven years. So when we're in, in battle, sometimes we, we dictate uh, with time on our time, but God is not on our time, right? He's, he's working for us, not with us. Something we have to definitely keep in mind. The last thing is don't limit who or what God can use to bring you out. Sometimes in our, in our fin finite thinking, uh, we're trying to put God in a box. Well, okay, well, I, I don't have the right connections. I don't have the right resources. I, I don't have this. I, I, I don't know, know that. Uh, but God can use anything and anybody. As the, as the children uh, of Israel went through on that second round, they ran into a woman named uh, Rehab, right? She's actually Boaz's mother, right? So she's in the, the lineage of Jesus. And unfortunately, uh, she was a, a prostitute at the time, but she was able to help the children of Israel uh, come in incognito, right? So she was able to hide them. Uh, she was able to look out for them. And then they remembered her when they took over the city, right? They came back and got her. So you wouldn't, wouldn't think that God would use a prostitute for that. But God can use anything. He can move miraculously. I remember that, uh, when we were looking for a house, unfortunately, I, I was laid off at the, at the, in the middle of the process. And during that time, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen, uh, what was going to, if we would get the house or not. And, and we prayed. And I remember uh, they were going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, they called us, and they gave us the house. And the first question in the natural was, how do you get a house if you don't have a job? <laughs> huh? How in the world, how, where does that happen where God can move? That is the, the, I talked, I have financial friends. They was like, what in the world? How did that, how was that approved? I said, no, but God, that's it. But God, we moved in and I wasn't working. And the very next week, I got a call uh, from the, the unemployment office and they found my resume in the database. So God was moving. God can do things that you wouldn't even expect. I, and I got the job and went to the interview. So, God, sometimes we just, we just don't know. God's thinking is higher than our thoughts. And so we have no idea. Our job is just to move forward and to fight the good fight of faith and to trust God and allow him to fight the battles for us because he's with us. That's what, that's what he's done. He's, he's our father. He's our protector, our defender. There's no, there's no holding back with him. The last thing I just want to mention is uh, back over in uh, Second Chronicles, right, they were fighting they got together, they were uh, trying to figure out what to do, they were fasting and praying, uh, and the man of God stood up and gave the instructions, right? Uh, and they got ready to march up and fight. The armies had turned on themselves and killed each other. So when they walked up, they actually didn't even have to do any fighting. We pick up, pick up at 25, it says King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast am amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. Three days. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessings. Mm, praise God. Some translations may say Bihark, but um, uh, it means a blessing, which got his name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessings today. Then all the men returned to Jer Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat, leading them overjoyed, 
that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. So this morning, as, as I wrap up, I just want to tell you that I know sometimes the battles of, of life get hard. Sometimes it's, it's a struggle, sometimes just to get out of bed. But I just want you to know that our God loves us, our God is fighting for us, and if we just press forward, if we just move forward, sometimes just a, a step ahead, just a step at a time, and not to move in fear, not to move in discouragement, that he's, he's faithful and just, that he will fight the battle and, and win for us. I don't know if, if there's anybody in here that have felt like that or maybe may feeling like that now. You might be in a situation between jobs. You might uh, have lost some family members. There might be some things in finances. Uh, but fear and, and discouragement is for real, saints. It comes to attack us. But as easily as it comes, it can go. But it's something that we, we face all the time. There's times I know that the pastor has mentioned about giving up. There's times when uh, I've even thought about giving up. But I think about the children of Israel, and I think about what would I forfeit? What blessings would I, would I lose? What blessings would my, would my children miss out on? What favor will I trade in if I were to quit walking this walk? What would I lose? We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.